Amen. Hey, when you came in, you might have thought every seat in the house was reserved. Really, they're invite cards. I want you to pick up these invite cards. I want you to go uh, to friends, to neighbors, coworkers. Matter of fact, think of the one person that you just, it would just blow your mind if you saw them uh, in church and invite that one. And just take them and, and uh, come here, Fred. Uh, uh, I want to, uh, I want to teach you how to do this because this is very, very difficult. And uh, Hi, Fredo. It's good to see you again. Hey, man, you don't need to join my church, but you need to join me for this series starting in October, okay? I'll pick you up. I'll buy you a coffee and give you all the ice cream that you can eat. You can eat your body weight in ice cream. Okay, see you then. Okay, there you go. And, and, and uh, just get, get people. Uh, how many of you know people that could use God in their family? You know, the, the, the world is just ripping families apart. And, uh, but God's plan for the family is that we be strong. And, and uh, you know, here at the Garden, one of the things that we believe is that uh, we ought to be a, a picture, a representation of the strongest families in the region. So, uh, but, 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 you know, together we're better, right? And so uh, be hooking up and be bring, bringing people in, and we're going to help uh, deal with the elephant in the family room, okay? And we're going to see what God says, and we're going to do it God's way. Amen. Amen. How many of you know that, that when, when God's spoken to you in the past, isn't it amazing how it's always come true? That when, 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 when God says something, when God says something, it happens, right? And God honors his word. The Bible says that no word of God will return to him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. Like, like, like uh, uh, in the New Testament, it says that we're supposed to be careful of our words uh, because we have to give an account for every idle word that we speak, for every idle word. In, in other words, there's, 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 something, there's something in our communication, something in our word that, that we need to be aware of. And, and an idle word, by the way, just so you know this, an idle word is a word with, uh, that, that word idle literally means to be unemployed. So it's a word without an assignment. God doesn't speak words to hear himself. He speaks, and every word has an assignment. And his word is powerful. It's alive. And when he speaks that word, it goes on assignment, and it never fails. Is that crazy? I mean, you know, and, and we know it. We, we live in the benefit of it constantly, you know, uh, uh, he, he, because he speaks and, and, and life is happening. And, and, and man, I'm telling you, the, the word of God is just amazing, amazing stuff. And, and in Isaiah 42, 9, and I want to read it from the NIV uh, real quick, and then we're going to move on. But it says, see, and, and I want to just stop right there, see, because God's trying to show you things. Remember uh, Jeremiah 33, 3, where it says, call on me and I'll answer you and I'll show you things that are so awesome, great things, mighty things, things that you don't know, things you haven't seen. God wants to show you things, okay? Uh, uh, but what are things? Words. When God says things, he uses words, so his words are things, and, 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 and those things are powerful, but, he, but he, he wants to open your eyes. He, 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 you know, he, he wants to open your eyes. He wants you to see what you've never seen before so you can take hold of what you've never been able to reach before. He said, uh, the former things, they have taken place. How many can testify today that the former thing, man, it's just like he said. He said it, there it is, and, and, and you, if he speaks it, you can count on it. 
Okay, I said if he says, if you, listen, if you ever hear from God, Romans 10, 17, sometimes, you know, uh, we, we, we hit these scriptures and we just rattle through them, right? Because, uh, you know, it's part of the memorization process or something. And, and you know, we, uh, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we just, you know, go, go okay, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But, but here's the deal is that when, if you ever hear God speak to you, and I'm telling you, you're gonna. <laughs> you, might, you might be fairly new to this, you're gonna be hearing God. You mean I'm going to be hearing voices? Abscess, stinking lutely. Okay, you're going to hear the voice of God. You're going to recognize God is talking to you. And when you have heard God say something, there is a huge difference in your life compared to when you hope that's what he said. You know, a lot of us, we do things and hope God gets involved, but there's a smarter way to do life, and that's to find out what God's doing and involve yourself in that. Okay, and, and when, 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 God, when, when God speaks to you, man, I'm, you're, you're faith level changes. Well, I, could, I, I heard God. Man, I, I, I don't even have to, I don't have to, there's no way, there's no way. I don't, I don't even have to argue it anymore. Why? Because God has spoken, right? And, 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 and now faith is on the inside of you, and, and you can see stuff. And in the past, he said, everything I've said has taken place. And new things, I'm declaring. Everybody say new things. New things. Oh, come on, shout it out. Say new things. New things. How many of you like new things? We like new things, even if they're old things, right? We dig new things. You would think as much as we enjoy new things, we'd be willing to receive something new. Most of us, it's really odd, most of us struggle with things in the past, and we're trying to deal with the past. I have good news for you. Your past has already been dealt with. That he took care of your past, and now he's trying to introduce you to a future. You're living a life based off of history, but God wants to introduce you to a life based off of possibility. And with God, all things. Wait, what are things? So any word he says, man, here's a new possibility. Here's a new possibility. Before they spring into being, I, I want to announce them to you. I, I want to announce them to you. Man, man check it out. Let, let's keep going. CEV version. Uh, is everything has happened just as I said it would. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, I will announce what will happen next. <laughs> what will happen next? Okay. If I go Pentecostal today, just deal with it. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Dude, you got to wrap your mind around this. You, you, and, and, and I can tell I need to spend a couple seconds here by your response, which there wasn't one. <laughs> if God says, look, if you look at every word, everything that I've spoken has come to pass, Okay. Now, see, I've talked to you in the past, but I'm not done talking. Now, I want to talk about next. You understand what that means for you? God's not done with you. Like, don't, don't put a comma where God has placed a period. 
See, that past stuff, that, the weight of that, the burden, the mistakes, the stuff, and God's saying, yeah, I know, I, I, I know, let's go. Yeah, but this thing is heavy. Well, that's okay, I'm really strong. This, this thing is difficult. That's okay, I'm really powerful. The, the, yeah, but, but, but man, I, I mean, I, I was so out of line. That's okay, I have forgiveness. God's introducing you to next, to a future. See, God's plan is about your future. He went to the end and declared your beginning. And he understands that you've had a path and that you have had a past, but uh, most of us, and, and, and this is just one of them things, you know, sometimes we got these sayings, and that's a great one-liner. No, you need to meditate this, that you cannot alter your past. You just take your past to the altar. Okay, ain't nobody in this room perfect. Ain't nobody here that's made it, you know, without, without a couple of mishaps along the way. But the problem is, is that as long as you keep looking back, you're never gonna see what he has in front. God wants you to step into the future. He wants you to embrace the possibilities. He, he, wants, you to, he, he, he wants you to get over the thing that has you paralyzed in your past. Okay, now, now, now remember, he's prepared things. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love God? Yeah. Well, then there's some things prepared. What's that mean? Made ready in advance. In front of you, there are things waiting on you. But it, it, before you collide with what God has prepared, you have to get over what you had in mind. Your mind is riveted on things that God wants you to move from. Right? And, and, and uh, you know, and obviously, you know, we, we're going to carry stuff with us our whole life. There's certain things. But what I'm talking about is that allowing the past to shape you and define you is a huge mistake for you. Because the possibilities are so much bigger than anything you've experienced. You're going to carry your experience in your life so that you, you know, in, into the future so that you can, you, you know, you're going to testify. You're going to reach back and, and help others up out of the same stuff that you struggled in and, and places where you felt you had a, a failure, but you look back and see it's, it's a victory. And now you can take somebody with you because you realize God didn't reach me just to reach me, but he reached me to reach through me. And, and, and I'm going to use what the enemy intended for evil and we're going to walk with God. He's going to use it for good because all things are working together for good I'm not ashamed of my past I'm just not controlled by it I'm not defined by it look at Isaiah 43 God's word forget what happened in the past and do not dwell on events from long ago look at your neighbor and say get over it I'm going to do something new it's already happening. Well, we're just waiting on God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So funny that when we get slothful, we act spiritual. But when you embrace the pace that God has for your race. You don't have time to look spiritual. Your spirit, 
is on fire. It's happening. It's on, baby. It's, I said, it's on. Well, I haven't seen it yet. Just keep looking back. You know, the Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, and we're not going there. We're leaving this one up. Proverbs 4, though, says this. This is a, this is a really cool verse. The path of the righteous. How many of you know that you are righteous? Okay. Dang it. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You are not a sinner. You might be sinning. There's a difference between sinning and being a sinner. Okay, if, if the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, you are not a sinner. No more. Do not devalue the blood of Jesus as if it were a temporary fix that can't quite handle your stuff. <coughs> you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And by faith, you've been justified. Right? So it's just as if you had never sinned. So when God looks at you, he looks at you through Christ. He sees you in Christ. And you, <coughs> and, and you are righteous. And the path of the righteous, Proverbs 4, gets brighter and brighter. When the sun's coming up in the morning, you, you know, you get, you, you get out, you, you get out early. I've heard this is true. <laughs> I'm not a super morning guy. You know, we, we just got back from man camp. Up at man camp, they do prayer at 7.30 and, and, and oh, I'm there. Like in a coma or something. Uh, but in the morning, you know, you come up and the sun's just barely starting to break. And, and you can see things, but not really. It's just the silhouette, right? Right? It, that's what it's like when you get born again. The, the day's beginning to dawn. And you can see things. But as you continue, the sun keeps rising. And you begin to see clearly what you couldn't see at the beginning of the day. Right? And, and see, it would be weird to live your life waiting for something to happen that's been happening the entire time you've been waiting. See, a lot of us, we're missing the best part of this. See, we're, we're, we're content to think, well, not going to hell. Yeah, but you don't have to go through hell on earth. He came to empower you to give you more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. See, and it's on. It's happening. I'm telling you, it's happening. Okay? But we live kind of like people who don't know God with one exception. We're not going to hell. Well, wait a minute. You, gotta, you, you need to press in a little bit because there's a lot more. 
I said there's a lot more, much more. There's much more. There, I said, God has for you much more. And, and don't, don't settle. Don't settle for a little bit. Come on. You, you get the ability to humiliate hell every day of your life. You get out of bed to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day. My God, somebody. He said, it's all, can you recognize it? You, you know, uh, man, I'm going to show you things that you don't know. And the word know is, is to recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess, to recognize. See, there's things that are going on, but, but, but you have to learn to recognize it. Well, how do I do that? Yeah, you, you, you start listening to God. And when you listen to God, it won't be long till you can see what he's talking about. Because his word is impregnated with his thoughts. That when you take God's word and begin to meditate on his word, you begin to think the thoughts of God. And as you're thinking the thoughts of God, thoughts carry an image. And as you're meditating God's thoughts, it's not long till the image begins to become more and more clear. And it's like the path of the righteous becoming more and more clear. It gets brighter and brighter. And as you press in, you begin to see what you couldn't see before. And God's saying, man, if I could get you to see what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about what you've been through. Every time you come to talk to me, you talk to me about where you've been and what happened. I'm cool with where you've been and what happened. Put a period. Let's move on to what's next. I got a next for you. I said, I got a next for you. That thing always screws me up. Put this on there. You can hold on to it better. It comes off. Right in the middle of my charismatic moment. Okay. I feel, feel like we're going to get in the ring or something. Next. I mean, you could agree with God. Micah, the book of Micah. He has shown you a man what is good, to love mercy, to do justly, to walk humbly with God. He's shown you what's good. Man, he, God's invited you to walk with him. Oh, come on, somebody. God's invited you every day, every day to walk with him. Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Well, you, you know, isn't it weird that you think you're walking with God, except he's talking about next and you're talking about last. You're not in agreement with him, which might be helpful to understand why you feel so lost. Because he's not focused on back there. He's drawing you to up here, and you're a bit frustrated. Why? Because there's something in you that's trying to motivate, trying to push you. Try, and, and, and in that frustration, you keep finding things that are wrong with back there. And you struggle and, and, and pour a lot of time, effort, and energy into trying to deal with what God sees as already dealt with. You got to agree with God. I don't know how. Just say, Next. Sometimes I don't know what to say. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I haven't spent enough time. I guess I'm going to have to press in a little bit longer this week. You're going to have to get in the presence of God and take the word of God and get the thoughts of God and develop the image that God sees because right now all I can tell you is next. But you got this. You have a next. The thing that God wants to talk to you about, the thing that God wants to reveal to you, he's not wanting to reveal what you did wrong. You've got a great understanding on that. He's not wanting to disclose to you, you know, what others did to you. You already know. 
I mean, it's just me, right? It's just me. This is just, now, what I'm going to say next isn't necessarily Bible. This is just me thinking, me talking. But I've always thought it's weird. And I, and I flow, I flow in, in a, you know, if Pentecostal type of stuff makes you uncomfortable, you, you know, you, well, just pray about it. But I, I, I've been, well, some of it may, makes me, you know, there's just certain things that drive me crazy in that circle too. You know, I was speaking one time at a, at a conference and there's a dude almost as back, almost as far away from here to that back wall over there. And he had this long pole thing and he had his little streamer on it. And, and, and it was just a little thin ribbon thing. And, and during worship, and they had us up on the platform during this event, and, and which is, to me, that was weird. Okay? And so you're out there and everybody's singing and we're up here. That was just weird okay? for me. I'm not comfortable there, but I'm going to do whatever they say. And, but this guy's like fly fishing with this thing. And, uh, and there's people running around tambourines and streamers, and, and, and if you play the tambourine, not here you don't. Okay, and, and, and uh, you, you know, you pull your tambourine out, security will, will tase you. Okay, and, and don't think we ain't got that. No, okay. Uh, and here, here's, here's the thing on tambourines. Not that I hate tambourines, it's just I think if you're going to be in the band, you should come to rehearsal. And, and, uh, uh, and, and tambourines stand out in the audience and do solos. <laughs> and, and then the streamers, and they get you in the eye, and it's, it's stupid. And this, guy, this guy's like fly fishing, and that, that ribbon's like coming up, and I mean, it's like right at me. And it's like he's like releasing anointing or something. You know, whatever he's doing, I'm sure it's spiritual, I'm sure it was powerful. It irritated the crud out of me. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm supposed to like minister in a minute, and what I want to do is kill him. Okay. And, and, uh, and uh, I've always thought it was weird because there are people that flow in some amazing gifts and I don't understand everything just because I don't like it. it don't mean it ain't right. That's just a personal preference thing. Um, but I've always thought it's weird that when, you know, uh, and, and I know, I, I know men of God that are, and, and I, they are men of God, but it's like he, he can, he, he can tell you your name. He's never met. He can tell you your name. I already know my name. So I think it's weird that he has to tell me my name. I can tell you how much money you got in your front left pocket. I can tell you that too. I want to know what I don't know. Okay? This, this is what's going to help me. Because... My problem is, is that what I know is preventing me from knowing what I need to know that has the power to take me where I need to go. Yeah. My scripture went away. I, I, when that happens, I don't know where I am. Um, recognizing it. You know, God wants you to recognize. The only way you're going to recognize what's next is if you let him talk to you about it. See, a lot of us reach for something that we hope is next. But that might be their next, but ain't your next. See, the only way to recognize, we, you okay? This, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed up a little bit because it's going to get really good in a second. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but I, but I want to drive this home. The only way Evan Fields can recognize what God has next for him is for Evan to talk to God, not Dad. Now, after talking to God, I'm going to find, you know, uh, 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 other voices, and there's going to be confirmation. But a lot of us have this whole thing backwards where we talk to people 
that don't even know their own destiny about our destiny, and then we tell God what, what, where it is we're going and what he needs to do to get us there. And what we need to do is talk to God who shaped our destiny and then get counsel from others to help us get to where God said. See, Alfredo needs to hear from God so Alfredo can recognize what's next. Because a lot of us in our life, are you feeling me? Kenny, Becca, together, go to God. God just begins to talk to them about what's next, and then they, they can see it coming. Here it comes. Look at that. Look at that. Huh? Am I telling the truth? Yeah, yeah, Al and Diane have spent time together in the presence of God. They've, they, they, they've heard from God. This is what's next. And you know what? When you have heard from God and then that faith rises and all of a sudden you can recognize it and you, you understand it. And here's the best part is that when you know what next is, you know what next isn't. You, you know, it's like the picture. How many of you guys have, have like a family picture somewhere in the house? It, you know, every man needs a family picture hanging on the mantle of his heart. Because other people come into your life, and, 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 and if you would just look at the picture, you could go, you're not in the picture. You could save yourself a lot of issue if you would just know what's in the picture. This is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you talk to God, he'll give you the picture of next, and then you just, that's not it. <clears throat> if people are going to try to sell you a next, but you don't have to buy it. You have to hear it. See, here, here's the deal. Uh, if you don't listen to God, what's next, if you miss yours, you'll end up in the wrong one, right? And we've, have we not all, like, maybe done that? But you can be in the right one, and it'll sink you. How many of you have prayed for something, received it, and then complained about it after you got it? Right, because God blesses you. Oh, shoot. God blesses you, and what comes with blessing? complications. See, everybody knows the Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord. I don't know how three blessings could bring so many complications. 
But if you're not prepared for the complication, you will blame the blessing. And, and, and you look at the blessing and you'll rename. You'll call what God gave us a blessing. You'll call it a curse. You will no longer agree with God, which will separate you from walking with God. And you will lose the ability to recognize what God's bringing into your life because of the trouble or the complication that the blessing produces. But see, there's a very easy remedy for that. Is that if you would listen to God all the way through, He will equip you to develop what's needed to deal with the complication that the blessing is going to produce. Okay, very quick, don't have time to get too deep, but in Genesis it says that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. How many of you know that you have a lot in common with Noah? Yeah, I said you have a lot in common with Noah. Noah's at a very dark time. You've been at very dark times in your life. It did not change the fact that God's favor is upon you. You are, you are blessed and highly favored of God. You have the favor of God on your life. If you didn't have the favor of God on your life, you'd be a greasy spot in the highway of life. You, you, have, you have favor. God's favor is upon you. You are not going to someday be good. My little children, 1 John 4, 4 says, children, you are of God. Man, check this verse out. This is so cool. You are of God. You belong to God. Look at somebody say, I belong to God. And you have already defeated and overcome the agents of Antichrist. You have already defeated and overcome. You have already defeated and overcome. You have already defeated and overcome. You are already victorious. Well, I don't feel victorious. I, I, I'm not living in victory. That can't be true. How could God say that to me when I'm so beaten, so defeated, so wounded, so hurt? See, God does not live in time. He's in eternity, okay? And he goes to the end and says, okay, now I'm gonna declare the beginning. So at your beginning, he's already been to the end. And when God looks at you, he's looking from the end back towards the beginning. And you're not at the beginning, but you're not at the end yet either, okay? How many are grateful that you are not where you started, but you're not where you're headed, okay? And so God's got a next, and we're moving towards next, and which is good. But, but to see, when God's looking at you, he's looking back, and, and he's saying to you, you have already defeated. But, yeah, but he's looking from the end, and he's prophesying to you. He's telling you your future. You're already victorious. You're not defeated. No, you're, gonna, you're about ready to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Agree with me. Not... not not me. This is God talking. Agree with me, God says. Agree with me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I got enough God in me to demonstrate the defeat of all evil in the earth. I got enough God in me alone to handle the darkness that's on the planet. Man, this situation, this thing is crazy, and I don't understand it, but I know this much. I'm already victorious. 
And I have found favor in the eyes of God. God begins to speak to Noah because when God blesses, that's what he does. How does God bless? It's called the law of first mention. Don't have time to go there. But God speaks, and what God speaks is empowering, and, and, and it blesses you. And, you. and to be blessed is to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. God says, here's what's going to happen is I'm going to make it rain. Okay, God, God, God said in Isaiah, he's going to tell you what's next. He's going to make ways in the desert and a river. Man, he, he's going to make a river and it's getting ready to rain in your life. I hope you're ready for the rain. I said, I hope you're ready for the rain. All through the Bible, rain is a type of the blessing. God's getting ready to pour out the rain on you, okay? He's going to pour out the rain. So God starts speaking to Noah, and, and, he, and he tells him it's going to rain, but here's what you're going to do. And he starts giving him a strategy so that, he can, so that he can handle this blessing. Because if you don't follow my instructions, the blessing's going to come. But there's a couple complications coming with the rain. So there's, a, there's some complications coming with this blessing. So you're going to need to follow my strategy. What's the one thing God did not give Noah? An ark. He gave him plans. And now you're going to build an ark. You, okay, just because of time. You're going to build a structure that's going to empower you to float through the complications that are coming with this blessing. God's going to speak to you, and he's not only going to share with you what's next, but he's going to give you a strategy. He's going to have you build the structure so that you can handle the complications that come with the blessing so that you'll no longer refer to the blessing as a curse, but you'll recognize, no, the blessing came with the ability. Because when you get more of what you want, you also get more of what you didn't want. Trust me. Trust me. You pray for things and then go, what was I thinking? <laughs> Grow the church, God. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Some of you ladies praying for a man, you might want to take a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know the joy you have right now? If you don't build the structure, you'll lose the joy and blame the man. God, give us more finances. Do you complain about taxes now? Shoot, I'm out of time. <laughs> Thank God. God wants to equip you to build, which means you're going to have to deal with a spirit that all of us have to wrestle with, and we don't like to talk about it much, but it's called slothfulness. Proverbs says, that he who is slothful in business is brother to a destroyer. Slothfulness equals destruction in your life. I know we like to blame the devil. We'll take John 10, 10 and say, well, the thief cometh not but to 
kill, steal, and destroy. Satan is a killer. He's a stealer. He's a destroyer. And I challenge you to go read your Bible because chapter 10 of the book of John is not written about Satan. It's written about a hireling mentality. And you probably don't want to empower the enemy to steal from you because if you give him that title, then he has that authority. See, the devil can't steal from me. Why? Because the Bible doesn't call him a thief. But there's, there, there is something that can still kill and destroy in your life. But Jesus said, I, I, came, I came that your life would continually increase, that it would grow and multiply and overflow. Well, see, the slothful is the brother to the destroyer. Can I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm over, so I have to shut up, but I just want to say this to you. I just want to say this to you. Maybe, maybe it'll jar you a little bit, and, and you can, oh my gosh. And it can, it can help you see something that you've never seen before. See, if you're the destroyer in your home, the devil doesn't need to worry about your house. You got destruction covered. Why? Because you're slothful. See, if, if you're slothful in your finances, the devil doesn't have to steal from you. You'll sink your own boat. He'll just take credit for it. If you're slothful in your marriage, the devil doesn't have to, you know, mess with your spouse. You're destroying that. And the other party can be working their rear end off trying to build it. And, and, and it's fast. You know, hey, come on. You know, we can work hard, you know, trying to build a community of faith that's going to change the cities. And every time we put a brick up, the sloth will come by and destroy them. I probably shouldn't end on that note. See, as we unpack what's next, you can't just celebrate the rain. You got to build the structure so you can float through the flood. You got to be a builder. You got to go to work. You got to get engaged. You got you to take responsibility for your life. Why? Because generations are dependent on your ability to follow his instruction. Close your eyes. Father, today, help us, like the, like the psalmist wrote, uncover our eyes and show us the miraculous things that are in your teaching. Open our eyes and show us great and marvelous things out of thy law which we didn't recognize. Help us recognize the, the, the blessing that you're bringing into our life. Help us see what's next. God, let us realize that destruction's not what's next. That's, that destruction doesn't get the last voice. God, you can speak to it right now that, that marriages that are in trouble don't have to stay in trouble. Bodies that are, that are fighting sickness, they, they can walk in health. God, financial situations that are out of control, we can get up on top of it. God, let us see that you're calling us out of a place of broken and emptiness and into a place where life it's flourishing. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today, we're all going to pray a prayer together.
together. And, and, and every single one of us is going to pray it. And I'm not going to call anybody out and make you stand up or come forward or nothing. But if you're here today and you say, you know what I want? I, 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 I need, I need, I need to, to connect my life to God. I, I, I need to start. I need to launch, man. If any man be in Christ, old things are gone. A new life has begun. I need to embrace that new life. And what we might call the sinner's prayer, maybe you prayed it a hundred times. Maybe you've never prayed it. That's not the question. The question is today, are you ready to step into the new life that God's calling you to? And if you say, yeah, I'm ready. I'm hungry. I'm desperate. I want the new life. Then make this prayer your prayer. You might be in a room with all of us, but it's just going to be you and Jesus. And if that's you, I just want to agree with you in prayer. If you're here today and say, you know what, Pastor, I'm making this my prayer. Would you just very quick, hold your hand up real high. Just let me agree with you. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's so awesome. You can put them down. Everybody in the room, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I'm starting now. Thank you for next. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on. Give the Lord a round of applause. Come on. Was that not amazing? Come on.